previously on Libel the Bible. I'm surprised how woke DeSantis's Florida is. I have to explain humor to Scott. Rusty has opinions about current events. I notice the Bible is filled with annoying letters. Tell me about it. Thankfully, I'm in the 51st percentile of reading ability. We're introduced to Hannah, a young lady who's unable to bear children. She's not unable to have children. She just hasn't reached puberty. In exchange to bear a child, she pledges it to Yahweh. She winds up giving birth to a boy she names Samuel. We should have read this previously on In Spoken Word. Uh, yeah, um, eventually. Samuel grows into a pious priest. And now, episode 73 of Libel the Bible. Yourself. Again? In public? <laughs> I get in trouble for <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, maybe after 9 11. Uh, Thanks yeah. a lot, Bin yeah. Laden. Yeah, I can't do shit anymore, right? Uh, uh, hey, I'm uh, Rusty. And I'm a mellow fellow that likes to say hello. I'm Scott. <laughs> How long did it take you to come up with that? I, I didn't, man. I was listening to an old EPMD song, man, Strictly Business. No and shit, he, that, EPMD. That, that's, yeah, that's one of the lyrics, man. I was like, yo, I rushed to my fucking note taking. Um, piece of paper with a pen, mm-hmm. and I, I wrote that shit down. Do you know what song you cannot get on streaming? Uh, I'm sure there's a lot, but when set adrift on, on memory bliss. bliss. You cannot get like there's a re-recorded version because apparently, like the real version is in like dispute, like who oh, has rights shit. and who's allowed to stream. So one of them re-recorded it. And, like, that's what's up. You mean to tell me the only song that PM Dawn ever released yeah. is, like, in dispute? You and can't it's get an it? awesome song, yeah, too. It is a good it's song. an yeah. awesome song. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, anyway, this is Libel the Bible. Yeah, as you can tell by that <laughs> intro. <laughs> yeah. Well, they know what to expect at this point. By the uh-huh. way, um, we would like to direct everybody to our Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, we uh, have some interesting discussions there. It's patreon.com slash libel the Bible. Um, it's, uh, I think, like $5 a month or whatever. Uh, we Originally, we wanted to do $0.99, cents, remember? And then Patreon was like, nah, you don't want to charge $0.99 because yeah, yeah. we won't make enough money. Right. And then we were like, whatever, fine. And then we had like a couple of fucking levels, $3.99. But then we wound up settling like, fuck it, let's just have like one level. We think it's worth it. Um, you know, we do like pretty much weekly shows. We have conversations about the intersection of society and religion. And uh, we have interesting conversations. We read news articles. We do our regular thing where we talk. You know, we throw out, like, pop culture references. I make fun of Scott. You know, um, things like that. I'm glad you got a point out you make fun of me because if the audience could see, like, your antics since you've been here today, <laughs> you have been on fire. Really? Let's see. You caught yourself in the microphone. You squished your finger. Oh, yes. Um, you can't seem to work audacity. There's a lot of things going on with you today, man. Yes. But um, maybe you like Mr. Blonde in Reservoir Dogs. I'm a little lost. Like uh, I don't know. You're like, bang, bang, bang. And I'm Steve Buscemi. I'm like, yeah, he lost his mind, but he seems okay now. He's like, you know, you seem okay now. That's pretty good, Scott. That was a roundabout. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was like a very like deep like reference. And like you had to go into that reference to understand yeah. it. Yeah, that was, that was good. I'm glad you explained it. Into. So... Uh, 
Yeah, I mean we're we're recording. We're recording, Scott. That's cool. I want to talk. talk. I want to talk about something, man. Oh no, Scott wants to talk about something. Make it it quick. It's not a big deal. It's not like my bad jokes last week. No, no, we got rave reviews. People loved it. People love about my bad jokes. People love you talking. Really, Scott? Why don't you let me talk more than man? People love you. They love you. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. All right. I think you just do it. That's it. Take over. So, um. Do you think you when think they talk about so good at <laughs> when, this. They, when they talk about crime in New York City, if somebody commits a crime against, like a husband commits a crime against a wife, that that gets added to the New York City stats, right? But that doesn't mean New York is inherently a much more unsafe place than anywhere else, because I'm sure domestic violence in New York is probably the same percentage as anywhere else, right? Well, maybe you have more stresses in New York, so maybe it's slightly higher. But I don't think domestic violence should be really Charged to our like. I mean, these count, are right? very simple statistics to look up, right? And I'm not going to do that, right? But, you, like, you, I don't we're think, just going to speculate. I don't think domestic violence should like be an indicator of how unsafe our is. City there a is. reason that we're only discussing domestic violence? Well, yeah, or is gonna, that just I'm, an example? I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. Scott, maybe, where are you going with this? I'm, maybe you heard. I'm afraid now because no, we are not in Scott's house recording <laughs> this. We are recording this. In our basement, like <laughs> sub garage, like bunkered, like concrete wall studio where no one can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying this because you, you remember where my dad lives, right? Sure. He's still there, of course. Do you remember next door? Our friend Mike used to live there, of course. I won't say last names. Well, a couple moved in there, uh, husband. Right now is 83. The wife is 78. They have two adult children. One of them has, is learning to say has a handicap. Oh. So, yeah, it's sad. But, uh, this Down dude, syndrome? This, uh, no, it's I think it's extreme autism. Okay. That's like, terrible. Like needs to be cared for pretty yeah, much. For, the, yeah. for entire life, yeah. yeah. And then what um, happens like when they die, it's, it's fucking horrible, well, man. Yeah, it is. And it, this brings me to this horrible story. So now this dude left her and went to Florida for a couple of years. The 80-year-old. The, 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 yeah, the husband left. Apparently sold it like he came back recently, started pressuring her to sell the house, stressing her to the point she had to get a freaking order of protection against this dude. He came over. She called the cops. The cops took him to the corner, let him out of the car. He walked back to the house literally right after the cops left. Blah, 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 blah. She started getting scared. She started talking about to the neighbors about I'm scared of my husband. I'm scared of my husband. This, that and the other thing. Well, dude beat her up and fucking murdered her last Wednesday. Shit. Like, you know. God damn. Yeah. And like, I, I said, I felt the need to fucking talk about that. Cause like, just to get it all, not even to talk about it, just to fucking like tell somebody this, yeah. right? It's in the news. I'll send you the articles. I'm all surprised right. uh, our buddy Mike didn't reach out to you. He texted me for like the first time, like in five years. Yeah. yeah so my old house is like a murder site now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, so, why would he text me about it? You know, it's so, like you were his next door neighbor. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. So, uh, so I went to grab my dad the other day, like because we went out east. I mean, would, would, should he text like everybody that partied at your house? Six <laughs> day on the Artie pays, man. So um, yeah, it's pretty fucked up, man. So when I went to grab my father the other day to take him, like go, we were going somewhere, and like he had to like come out, explain to the cops where he was going, like 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 uh, I'm leaving, well, you're and going to the crime scene. While it is domestic violence, it goes beyond domestic violence. It's murder. Yeah, I, I didn't want to give away the big reveal that it was murder. Oh, okay. But now, that murder will be attributed to, like, New York City's murder rate. Yeah. But it ain't like some, some dude randomly got murdered on the subway. It was, like, a domestic violence. Like, so should that be held against the entire city? I'm sorry. Can you explain? I'm not understanding. Because it was a domestic violence. No, no, no. Violence. Don't say because. I'm trying to understand what, what you're saying. No, I'm trying to say, like, like... 
should that be counted on New York City's murder rate? Like, it's not that bad of a city unless you're married to this dude. The subway thing or the no, domestic the violence? No, this guy murdering his wife. Sure, it should be counted as murder. All right. I think this gives us a bad rap. I'm, what is your argument for <laughs> being against murder? Because if they were living in a trailer somewhere in bumfuck USA, he still would have murdered her. It had nothing to do with New York City. <laughs> New All right, York my City argument doesn't make my statistically make sense. like New York City is one of the safest, largest cities in the world. Like our crime, like per pop, per uh, what do you call it? Per capita. Per capita. <laughs> yeah, our crime per capita is amazing. I told you as soon as Tucker Carlson retired, like our crime rate went way down. Apparently, nobody was coming for us. There was a thing recently you don't remember, maybe like a month ago. The Republicans wanted to hold like congressional hearings about like crime in New York City. Because, like, I forgot what pissed them off. I forgot Because what... the guy from New York is perse- uh, the, the rape trial. He went oh, after Donald Trump, Trump right, 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 like right. Let's put Brad. New York City on trial right. because so Donald Trump's So they decided to investigate the whole hearings on the crime in New York City, right. And so, like, a Democrat, one of the Democratic, like, senators came out and he was like, yo— here are the actual crime statistics. He's like, your district's like the worst in the country, he points to like a Republican. He's like, your district's the second worst in the yeah. country. So, yeah. I mean, look, we have on a weekday on the island of Manhattan, there are 18 million people on the island of Manhattan on a work day. Okay. Um, there are eight and a half million residents in New York City. And... It ain't like Houston, you know, where Houston is basically, they consider Houston like the way we would consider Montauk and fucking Northport. You know what I mean? Like whatever, Orient Point, you know? Like it's a huge metropolitan area, Houston. Mm. We are densely compacted into like, what's the radius? Like an eight mile radius maybe, you know, from like the center of like whatever yeah, I'm not sure, but it's not big. It's yeah, not huge, no, you know? we're just densely... Yo, man, if it takes you 20 minutes to drive like five miles, you're like, that's not bad. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so we are densely compacted. So, of course, there's going to be fucking crimes. You know what I mean? Mm. There's going to be crime. But statistically, you are not going to be a victim of that crime. All right. All right, I'm sure. Sure. And you know what? I think New York deserves an extra shout out because not only are we really con- – because we're so condensed, there's a lot of friction. There's people rubbing people the wrong way all the time. So the fact that even with the friction, there's not much crime. I'm going to say this, it's, Scott. It's even better. A, a lot better. of crime isn't like random crime that's no, committed. Like violent. I mean violent. Right, right. Like most murders – like. It's not like tourists come here and, and like there's snipers picking off like, you know, tourists. No, like most murders occur in violent neighborhoods. They're usually money related, drug related, like relationship related. You know what I mean? It's like, someone in the game. And yes, of yeah. course, like there will be like random fucking tragedies that occur where like a civilian who's not in the game, gets murdered. Yeah. You know? Yes, of course that's going to happen. But, you know, I never, I almost never feel unsafe. Yeah. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. But yeah, it's, it's kind of fucked up, man. So I, I, I've been dealing with a murder-adjacent thing for like the last couple of days. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting. Oh, by the way, before we get... <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
is interesting. <laughs> I was ready to transition. Hey, so I'm I sorry, was like, away, I was like, I, I, I feel like I gave it the proper respect. You did. You did. No, I just wanted to get that. And I now I'm to, moving on. All right. I just wanted to speak the word. So, yeah. All right. No so, need for um, before we move on, and I forget, I wanted to bring up, uh, you were talking about Ron DeSantis. You always talk about Ron DeSantis. I mean, you should. He does sponsor our fucking podcast yeah. until we get more patrons. You know yeah. what I mean? So, once again, Libel the Bible is on patreon.com slash libel the Bible. Um, so, you were talking about Ron DeSantis, and uh, I had said he's a Latino. Yeah. But apparently he's not. Oh, look at that. Yeah, he's Italian, pretty much. Oh, he's really? an Italian. Really? Yeah. Well, I got more Ron DeSantis news. Before I came down to the studio, I was actually watching some news report, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently his wife, they're trying, like, uh, Laura Ingram from Fox News is really pissed off at the Democrats because they're making out, like, the, the, the strength behind the throne, apparently, and I don't know if this is true, she's saying the Democrats are giving the strong woman next to DeSantis a lot of, like, a hard time. But apparently, and they showed clips of it, Ron DeSantis always used to be like, hey, this is Governor Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. And apparently his wife didn't like that. Ron D's nuts. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so his wife didn't like that yeah. and made him start saying DeSantis. Interesting. So that's interesting because apparently she doesn't like Thai so he's, food. He's cucked by his wife? Not only that. Yeah. And I picked this up. Immediately when I saw it, they were walking hand in hand. Like he's holding- a beta male soy boy, like, like trying to like you know strut around like he's fucking all alpha. Wait, but thought- meanwhile, his wife is pulling the strings. Yeah, I thought soy boy was one of our boys, man. What the <laughs> what? You, you said a beta cuck soy boy? Yeah, like soy boy our listener. No, oh, so you never right, heard up. like a ma- a man described as a soy boy? No. Yeah, it's usually following beta cuck. Beta I've cuck never soy heard the term boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you're not like because the implication being you're not a real man. You're not a real you don't protein. Eat meat. Yeah. Right. You're not you a real know? protein. Yeah. You're okay. you're like you're you're eating too healthy. So um, did our listener who goes by that moniker is that like a derogatory term that somebody gave him? Because I don't like it now. I no I no that's his own nickname for himself, and I think he's proud of it. But is he calling himself that because he's he's like like this guy that don't eat meat? He's not a real man. Like why did he call himself that? I don't think he's. I don't think it's an ironic derogatory thing. Right, but cool. he can reach out. He can let me know, like right, cool. uh, right. Right. you know, well, what, you're the, not what him, the so impetus for soy right. boy is. Right. But right. I take it as, and he could tell me if I'm right. He's into like outdoor living and foraging and like living off the fat of the land. And right. uh, he doesn't eat animals, right. and uh, he proudly calls himself like soy boy. Okay, because he, that's his source of protein is probably some soybeans. <laughs> I had some edamame last night with my uh, my sushi. My wife loves edamame. Yeah, it's fun. You know why I like it? If you didn't put like like sea salt all over it, I wouldn't eat it. Yeah, it's just the salt. It's, it's like it's, it's a vehicle salt. for salt yes, delivery. It's, just, it's a way to get the salt in. I agree with that. So, um, oh, so I was watching. Um, D. Santis. I'm going to start dead naming him. Everybody start calling him Ron D. Santis just to piss off that wife of his. <laughs> D. Santis. Right? They were walking hand in hand, and yeah. I noticed it right away. Mm-hmm. He holds her hand underhand. And again, that probably doesn't mean anything, but I, as a man, every time I hold a girl's hand, I am the lead hand. Why do you hold girls' hands? I mean, I'm Shouldn't just you be holding that. women's hands? But, well, yeah. I mean, you're like at that age, Scott, where you holding girls' hands. <laughs> it's a little fucking creepy. 
All right, you're right. Women's hands. All right, thank you. Like, I would always be the overhead hand. You know know what I'm saying? The lead hand. You want to show it? Why do you have to be the lead? No, I don't need to be. Like, it's just something that I've done my whole life. How young are these girls, Scott? It's just something I've done my whole life. And most people, as soon as I saw it, I thought it was really strange. Like, this guy's supposed to be like this guy that won't date women that, you know, call it thigh food or question him calling it thigh food. Yeah. Whatever, man. That's it, man. That's all I got to say about so, DeSantis. So I'm dead you, naming that bitch. So do you think he's just projecting an image that he doesn't really live by? Um, I think that might be possible. Yes. Which is weird because I don't think politicians really do that, right? It's usually their true no, selves. No, they're really up front. Out. Yeah, yeah, what you see is what you get. Yeah, now I'm, I'm starting to understand why DeSantis is like <laughs> polling so poorly. Like he's, a, he's an imitation and not a good imitation. Yeah. Like, be Trump if you want to be Trump. But be a good Trump. Be an authentic Trump. Be your true Trump. He's not Trump, though. No, he ain't nothing. He ain't nothing, man. He's an underhand. Well, no, he's smarter than Trump. But the problem is that's not what the people want. The people don't want, like, not. someone smart. All right, but he might be smart, but he's not savvy. That's what it is. He's not savvy. Because he would realize, like, your, your strategy's not working, yo. Be your own person, man. You can't talk tough about immigration when you're being led around the way you your wife holds your hand. Sorry, DeSantis. Sorry, man. I don't know. This seems like a really misogynistic rant nah, man. you're on. No, nah, it's not, man. <laughs> <laughs> I leave the misogyny nah, to nah, you. No, no, nothing to see here, everyone. Nah. No, nah. nah, listen. I said what I said unless you interpret it in a way I don't want you to, and then I didn't say it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were just kidding. <laughs> it's like, you know, those scumbags that'll say, like, whatever to a woman, and then when she's, like, grossed out, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I was just kidding. Yeah, what are you, what yeah, are you talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. there are actually people like that? Yeah. That's weird. I'm not one of them, man. By the way. Speaking of weird people, priests. All right. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. I don't know if you heard about this. In France, priests will now be wearing barcodes. Barcodes? Yes. And you will be able to go up to that priest and scan that priest's barcode and be given a color alert. If it's green, you can hang out near that priest. If it's red, that priest has been found guilty of, like, you know, sexual, like, abuse. If it's yellow, that priest has only been accused of sexual abuse. And for anyone who thinks that I am fucking around right now and just talking about a Black Mirror episode, pause the podcast right now and go and Google France Priests QR Codes. It's a thing. It's real. Is this something... The church is doing or the government's mandating? No, the church is doing this. Oh, then I don't give a fuck. It's not dystopian. It's not dystopian then. They're they're doing it to themselves. I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. Do it to yourselves. But it's... The fact that they have to. That's (laughs) dystopian. The (laughs) fact that this is where we're at in our society that we still put up with this. We still allow this. You know, it's hilarious to me. People are so upset about, like, the royal family. Like, the people that are upset about it. Like, some people Mm. don't give a fuck. Some people are like, yeah, I want, like, the royal family. In England. Yeah, of course. I don't care. And some people are like, fucking, we shouldn't have royals, you know? Priests and the Catholic Church is, like, where their anger should be fucking aimed. Is this this enough material here to be, like, a full-blown Patreon episode? I mean... Not really. No, it's, just, it's a conversation, you yeah. know. It depends how deep we can go in that. <laughs> Where is the barcode? Like on their penis? So you have to, like, you have to get on your knees? And pull, <laughs> pull, pull, 
this is a trick, that's man. Like, this that's, is a trick. That's a Family Guy skit right there. That's like a Family Guy cutaway moment, you know? It's like that time the Pope decided to put barcodes on priests. And then it like cuts away to the priest. And it's like, you know, a little boy like scans. He's like, I can't find your barcode. And the priest opens up his robe. And it's like, you know. On the head of his cock, like see, if you didn't get it. See, see, I'm glad that was for the audience. Yes, because I was a when I as soon as it came out of my mouth, it was completely in Family Guy style <laughs> when I came out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what's going that's on. That's fucking crazy. That's and like, you know what? If you were found guilty, why are you a priest? <laughs> like, why is that a thing anymore? Yeah, like you shouldn't be allowed. Like. There should be positions in the church where you have to like whatever, like work in the uh, the files, you know, like in the basement, like, yeah, like the filing rubber, shit. The rubber gun squad. They take yeah. away your badge and your yeah. gun and you go file paperwork, man. Yeah. You don't get to be like around people anymore. You file. You no longer get to defile people. Right. Huh? huh? Right. Did I use that word right, Russ? Sure. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Good job, Scott. So are we segueing into priests now? Um, That's weird. I don't know. Speaking of priest, you know who else was a priest? Oh. Samuel. Samuel was a priest. Oh, he was a pious priest. Samuel. Priest most One pious. Samuel. <laughs> one Samuel. <laughs> one Samuel. One so Samuel. weird. Right, so you want to get into it? Why is it one Samuel and not Samuel one? Like Samuel, Samuel like Roman numeral one, and then like. But it's not even a Roman numeral. It's I know, like but a, it's it should a, be. Yeah, one. Samuel. Why should it be Scott? Because that's 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 a that's convention. Classy. It's a convention. <laughs> Yes. It looks classy. Class this fucking book up. <laughs> no, you ain't got no class. All right. Yeah. One Samuel. Uh, we did uh, one and two. And three. No. We didn't do three. We didn't do three. No. Oh, fuck. Did that long episode was only two? I think so. All right, let's see. I don't remember. You're right. It is. You're right. You know what it is? I looked at the link. Like, the link was a different color, so it means we went to... I went to it. That doesn't mean we actually did it. But yeah, yeah. you're right. It was one and two. Oof. Maybe we should check that website I built. All right. So, I'm going to start. Yeah. Unless you, you would like no, to start. No, no go right sure? ahead. I don't even know what the fuck chapter I'm on right now. So, yeah. Uh, we're on three, 1 Samuel one three. 3. 1 Samuel 3. Samuel's calling and prophetic activity. All right. All right. So, someone's going to call... And it seems like he's going to become a prophet. Who do you think calls? I'm going to say Yahweh maybe calls. All right. You know what? Baal as a dark horse candidate. Who was the other guy? Didn't we get the third guy? Baal. Pior or Pior or something? No, that was. Maybe. No, it was Baal of Pior. Uh, whatever. Maybe. maybe. There's a whole, what is it? Pantheon? Pantheon. All right. Now, the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. Well, that's a weird way of putting it after the conversation we just had we're gonna get right back to the show but before we do we'd like to invite you to come visit our patreon each week we discuss a new topic at the intersection of society and religion we explore the encroachment of religion onto secular institutions such as schools workplaces and government in addition we'll investigate whether religion practices what it preaches so after this episode head on over to patreon.com slash libel to bible and join the conversation and now back to the show The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. <laughs> this is Samuel 3, by the way, right? Samuel 3. Yes. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3. Verse 1. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Correct. Visions were not widespread. I was, uh, go ahead, go ahead. We'll comment after this. Eh, 
No, go ahead. No, there's no comment. Visions were not. No, we're going to comment on this. <laughs> the word of the Lord was rare in those days, and it, everybody was happy. <laughs> Visions were not widespread. Right, people were like mentally sane. <laughs> Visions were not widespread, which means nobody was either tripping or mentally ill. All right, good, yeah. Bill Cosby wasn't around. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And in this case, Yahweh's Bill Cosby. Yeah, of course. Always find a way to blame a black man, huh? But I, I ain't take it there, man. You took it there. That's hey, your thing. I'm just asking questions. Scott's on a roll tonight. He's talking about like no, DeSantis no. shouldn't be fucking holding his wife's hand like this. Mm-hmm. He's a cuck. He's not in charge. All right. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And... <laughs> They're talking about the sun, right? The lamp of God. I don't know. Keep going. We'll find out. Which is weird because I did not expect to see like a poetic turn of phrase in the Bible. Because it's usually like to the point and like things are said crudely, you know, that this kind of phrasing like kind of throws me. Because maybe it's not what you think it is, man. Keep going. All right. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, here I am, and ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Okay. So I didn't realize, is the the God fucking with him? Or is he running to Eli and says, I'm here, and Eli was saying, I didn't call you. And that's obviously (laughs) what it was. But the way they were wording it here, I couldn't tell if, like, God was just being a dick. Right. Or it was Eli speaking. But it was Eli speaking. Like, dude, I didn't call you, man. And wait a minute. God's all powerful, except the transmission only went into his bedroom. So when he ran out of the bedroom to talk to Eli, he couldn't hear God anymore. Like when he went to Eli, why didn't God go, no fool, up here. Up here, I'm talking, it's me, God. Like I don't get it. I don't get it, man. There was a point in time where you told me, I'm tired of having like the same conversation about like, what existed before the Big Bang? Because it's impossible. We'll never fucking be able to understand it. And we've like explored like as much as we can up to like a point, like beyond which we cannot fucking go, right? And that's fair. And I would suggest to you that there's a point in this book, in the Bible, right? Where you have to abandon all hope of like logic and reason, you know, like you get all angry trying to like make sense of like what's being said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
All right. So I would say this is a ridiculous parable. Yeah. Um, what kind of an idiot <laughs> would like n- not like every time that he goes to Eli, he repeats the same thing, right? But like the third time, like you change it up a little. You'd be like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like I keep hearing fucking voices. Are you calling me or not? But it's like every time he goes, it's like the same. Oh, did you call me? Ugh, I'm here. And what, well, Eli should get at least mad. Like, dude, go the fuck back to bed. You wake, you come near me one more fucking time, right. asshole. <laughs> I'm trying to get some sleep, even though the sun is still up. If the lamp of God is the sun. By the way, um, we worked security at the U.S. Open when we were like kids, yeah, and we were, you know, we like young, big yeah. kids. We were big uh, kids. Yeah, we were big, big unemployable, <laughs> big kids. kids. And we worked security one summer at the U.S. Open, and. You worked overnights. Yeah. I only worked one overnight, yeah. but I totally fell asleep working that overnight. Yeah, what are you going to do? But you're not supposed to sleep, yeah. right? But that's just the U.S. Open, right? That's like tennis courts. What are they going to steal? A nut? You know what I mean? Computers? <laughs> cameras? Yeah, well, yeah. Some right. of that stuff might have gone yeah, missing on our watch. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point. Here's the point. Who watches the watches? The point is we were just guarding like a tennis stadium, right? Yeah. This fucker's guarding the Ark of fucking God. It's the Ark. It just said it. Like, he's in the fucking hole where the Ark is. Or am I fucking... Did he say that? Or am I bugging? I think you're All right. So, go to verse... Yes, you're right. Right. Verse 3. The man who got a not young out. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the Ark of of God was. Holy fuck. So, they're guarding... He's a a high priest. Yeah. So, So they're guarding the Ark, right? Yeah. The Ark is what contains the Ten Commandments, yeah. right? Yeah. So I learned that from Indiana Jones. <laughs> so did everybody. All right. Now, why are they sleeping? <laughs> and it's daytime, by the way. If, if the lamp of God is the sun. Like you said, the poetry, poetic, like, that's oh, new. Oh, so the lamp of God it might, might be, be like, lamp. Yeah, like shining on like the fucking Ark, you think, maybe? Uh. Maybe. Like a security um, system? Oh. Oh, shit. Maybe you shouldn't have been sleeping. Maybe they're pointing out, the, the like, the light on the ark. You don't sleep until the light goes out. Like, the museum's open, man. Like, fucking, you can't be sleeping. <laughs> they you are. Sleep at, and they are sleeping. So, either way, they shouldn't be sleeping. You're it right, seems man. like Samuel's being responsible. He's probably, like, nervous. <laughs> like, Eli was like, yo, go, go take a nap. And Samuel was like, what? Take a nap? Like, we're guarding the ark. So, Eli's like, yo. Take a nap. So Samuel, like, sort of, like, laid down, tried taking a nap, but, you know, he oh, was, like, anxious. He's like, right. I shouldn't be napping on the right. job. He's yeah. like, did you call me? Did you call me? Eli's like, go back. Yeah, like, he's super alert because he doesn't, like, like <laughs> right. so, so he steals something right out from under him. Yeah, okay. So Samuel's the security guard, right? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what priests are, right? All right. Yeah. All right. I like the U.S. Open callback, though, man. That was cool. So we're on 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. Or at least he's there now, yeah, right? Yeah. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. <laughs> he Eli- says to God, speak. And Eli winked at him. That's that's my boy. That's how you do it. <laughs> then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who... What? Sorry. See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. Okay. 
So if you like, you hear fucking what he's done, you'll be like, oh shit. Nice, nice. I thought he was going to play like just, just some like real cool music that like, hey, my ears are perked up. Tingles, I'm feeling the tingles. On that day, I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God. Blaspheming? Yeah. And he did not restrain them. Oh, that's right. His sons were dicks. Yeah. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. Damn. So basically, he's like, yo, you didn't think I heard what was going on? I heard that shit, and I'm coming for your fucking house. Yeah. And no matter what you well, do at I'm this sorry, point. He, no, not your house, because he's addressing Samuel. Eli's house, right. Right. He's like, yo, I'm about to fuck your boy Eli's house up, and no matter what he does at this point, it don't matter. It's too late, right? You think you think Yahweh's addressing Samuel as, like, uh, your boy in relation to Eli? Mm. Or you think he's kind of like... So God is like middle management, right? Yeah. So then you've got like your warehouse workers. So now Yahweh is sort of like telling Samuel, yeah, Eli thought he was up for promotion. He thought he was going to be the foreman, but fucking him and his fucking sons have been fucking around. Mm. I'm going to be promoting you because I'm going to burn those motherfuckers up. <laughs> I wonder how Samuel feels about this. Like, I want the promotion. <laughs> But do you got to burn motherfuckers up, man? I was just talking about some work, you know? I wasn't talking about burning motherfuckers up. So verse 15, Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He said, here I am. Do this again. <laughs> Eli said, what was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also. If you hide anything from me of all that he told you. Wait a minute. He's threatening him? Yeah. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. Then he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. Who said that? Eli or Samuel? Samuel said that. So what happened was uh, Eli pulled him aside and he was like, yo, the fuck did God say to you? Yeah. If you don't fucking tell me. I'm going to fucking rain down a fucking, you know, shit storm, a fire. But he's like, you don't tell me what he said. May God do to you ten worse than what he's doing and to Samuel me. And Samuel was like, all right. And Samuel went, oh, really? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you're about right. to get fucked up. And you got no power. Yeah. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba. Knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. All right, that was uh, uh, that was right. eventful. Oh, I, so. right, I, I, right. I, I have a God like uh, alternative here, man. We went from like Lolita to like yeah. I think God's a ham radio operator, <laughs> and yeah. like his voice was coming over Samuel's fucking like. <laughs> Ham radio, yeah. but he was half asleep. So he's like, "What? What? Who's calling? Eli? Was that you?" So that, that's what that's all about, man. It's very possible. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was your radio. So what does this mean? He let none of his words fall to the ground. What does that mean? Like, you, like all his words came true. Like, what does that mean? Words falling to the ground. Verse nineteen. Um, 
let me, as Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. So in other words, when God is speaking, all the words are reaching his ear. Like he's like hears him, like no nothing's getting by him. He's okay. doing everything the Lord so it's is the asking. So the Lord's words that aren't hitting the ground; they're hitting Sam. Correct. Okay. He's picking them you. up. All right. So he's picking up what he's putting down. <laughs> nice. I don't know. We're gonna see. Yeah. Has he really done anything yet? Like I haven't. Like has he accomplished any feats? Samuel. Feats of strength. I don't know. We kind of put Eli. Have in they his place aired now. grievances yet? Uh-huh. All right. All right. Samuel. Uh, I'm sorry. One Samuel. Four. It's really getting like <laughs> one. It's like algebra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the okay. ark, the ark of God captured. Well, Ooh, you, you didn't actually read verse one because it's weird. The the the, the, the oh, headlines below the verse. Oh, that's weird. All right, I'm sorry. Verse one, and the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. The word of Samuel. Does that mean the word that Samuel spoke or the news of Samuel? Like, this Samuel's in town, and that's reached everybody. Like, he hasn't really spoken any words. So it must be the news of Samuel. Like, people are starting to catch his drift, man. That's interesting. So, I don't know. Uh, uh, I guess it could be taken both ways, right? <laughs> Something you would say. And the word of Samuel. <laughs> what does that mean? Not, there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> oh, that was like a sex reference? Yeah, I don't know. All right. I just... The Ark of God captured. In those days, when this was written, what do you think the difference was between those days and the days this was written? You know what I mean? Like, in other words, when we're living right now, if we go back like 100 years, shit is immensely different yeah. Than what it is now, right? Yeah, yeah. But for ninety nine point nine percent of history, if you like, close your eyes and pick a time in history and say, go back a hundred years from that point, like nothing changes. Zero. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what's yeah. the difference if you're living in like twelve fifty or thirteen fifty? Exactly. Not that much. It's, it's it's which religious cult is going to try and kill you? That's the only difference, <laughs> right? Not even. <laughs> not not. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wars lasted a hundred years. Yeah, right. There was a war called the Hundred Year War. I think. There you go. Lasted longer than a hundred years, yeah. but it wasn't continuous. Anyway. <laughs> All right. In those days, the Philistines mustered for war against Israel, and Israel went out to battle against them. They encamped at Ebenezer, and the Philistines encamped at Ephek. Philistines or Philistines? I think we've had this conversation. Did we decide? I think Philistines. I'm going to try and say that. The Philistines drew up in the line against Israel. And when the battle was joined, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men on the field of battle. Yeah. This is kind of like how history will be written like a thousand years from now. Where like the Israelis like will be like, and the Palestinians lined up again, like they were like itching for a fight against right, like the Israelis. Right. You know what I mean? Like this written like the Philistines. Just yeah, maybe because you fucking took over their land like a hundred years ago and drove them out, and then somebody like, Mister Teacher. How come they just didn't vote out the government that was oppressing them? Oh, they, they weren't allowed to vote. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> ah, yeah. So the Philistines drew up in line against Israel. And when the battle was joined, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men on the field of battle. When the troops came to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord put us to rout today before the Philistines? 
Let us bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord here from Shiloh, so that he may come home, so that he may come among us and save us from the power of our enemies. It's kind of like when I have to like whip out my Mark Messier jersey whenever the Rangers are like down oh, and they need shit. like a win. I like I gotta deep. whip out like yeah, uh, like it's it's not out all the time. Like just uh, every once in a while, it's got to come out. You know, uh, you can't just like take it out willy nilly and like fucking. <laughs> eat up all the juju you know what i mean like it need you know it's like finite i get it it. that's probably like what the ark is so the people sent to (laughs) sent to shiloh so the people sent to shiloh and brought them from i'm sorry so the people you're me this week man you're definitely me this week so the people sent to shiloh and brought from there the ark of the covenant of the lord of hosts who's enthroned on the cherubim the two sons of eli hophni and phinnis we're there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. I was about to say, like, we have, like, are we fast forwarding? We're skipping what happened to Eli's house, but now we're starting to see the story. By the way, so, yeah. I'm sorry. This is the picture in Raiders of the Lost Ark when they open up the Bible and they're carrying the fucking Ark and there's like that right, fucking bloody battle going shit, yeah. on. Oh, this might this be is it. it. Oh, shit. You know what I like about that scene? The music. When Dr. Jones is go- trying to explain to these government idiots, and he takes this tome <laughs> that had to be like two feet thick. Yeah. It's like leather bound. It's old. It's ancient. And he opens it up to the exact right page, like without even trying to thumb through it. Like there was no marker on the page or anything. He's like, oh, there it is. He's in the end, Jones. Or, or God just yeah. wanted to speed up the story. My boy just watched uh, the last one, The Last Crusade. Your boy? Oh, your son. My boy, my oh, son. Yeah. All right. My boy, yeah, like my my boy just got like my boy. (laughs) When the Ark of the wait wait wait, so let's go by wait. So now they got their ass kicked, and someone was like, "Bring in the Ark, man." So Eli's sons are on duty when the fucking alarms went off. Like when we went to DefCon One, Mm -hmm. like Eli's sons were there. So this should be interesting how this plays out. It's almost like you know, Yahweh has set events into motion. That's going to take them into danger. Yeah. But he wouldn't do that. No. And they all talk about, why did the Lord let us get routed? Um, maybe fucking general piece of shit didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> How about we start blaming people for the fucking stupidity right. of people? Right. <laughs> so you know what? This is what remember we talked about in like sports. Like anytime somebody scores a touchdown, he's like, yo, yo, yo it points to God and whatever, but they yeah. never blame God when they lose. Yep. Apparently back then they did blame God when they lost. Mm. So maybe we've lost something. Maybe maybe the religious people have lost something in the modern age. I like that. I like that perspective. Yeah. They good. used to do it back then. Why don't you do it right now? Yeah. When the Ark of the Covenant respect of the Lord, your elders. Yeah, respect something. When the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel gave a mighty shout Hurrah! so that the earth, so that the earth resounded. <laughs> When the Philistines heard the noise of the shouting, they said, what does this great shouting in the camp of the Hebrews mean? What's going on? We're fucking them up, man. Are they insane? Yeah, yeah. When they learned that the ark of the Lord had come to the camp, the Philistines were afraid, for they said, gods have come into the camp. They also said, woe to us, for nothing like this has happened before. Woe to us. Who can deliver us from the power of these mighty gods? Plural. These are the gods who struck the Egyptians with every sort of plague in the wilderness. 
Take courage and be men, O Philistines, in order not to become slaves to the Hebrews as they have been to you. Be men and fight. This is a bad speech. It's written like it's like being told to a child. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's so simple. It's it reminds me of that scene in Pulp Fiction when the guy's telling like Butch, he's like, "Here's your dad's watch," and then yeah. he tells him like the whole story, and it's like yeah. it starts getting more and more like you know yeah. just simple and dumb. Yeah. Like that's what this sounds like. So you're saying this arc was up his ass for like seven uncomfortable <laughs> years? <laughs> All and right. So now let's see this. So now they're kicking their ass. There's, I guess, a pause in the fight. They're like letting everybody sleep. Well, let's, let's take a break. They start chucking it up in the Israeli camp. And the Philistines are immediately telling this horrible story about they're about to get their asses kicked because they've never dealt with this before. And if this is a leader of the troops telling them this, this is a bad fucking motivation. They should go, fucking let them cheer all they want. If you're the general, you still let your troops rush in. You don't fucking put that in their head that they're going to die because of this. It's bad leadership. <laughs> Philistines he, are just shitty leaders. He panicked. Yeah, you're totally <laughs> panicked. And if you really believe that this ark contains the power of God. Gods, which is funny. Why wouldn't you be following those gods? Yeah, I, I find it funny that they, they refer to them as gods. God, because maybe they, because they hear the story from these, afar. Because the Philistines are heathens. They don't even understand the concept of a fucking one god, you know? Well, it, to be honest, there's been evidence of multiple gods. Yahweh complains about other gods. That's true. So the, the Philistines are right. They're the rational ones. Yeah. So the Philistines fought. Israel was defeated, and they fled. Everyone to his home. There was a very great slaughter. <laughs> great and slaughter shouldn't be together. There was a very great slaughter. For there fell of Israel 30,000 foot soldiers. The ark of God was captured. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, Phinehas, died. Yo. Damn. This is like Empire Strikes Back. So wait, 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 wait. Before you go there. So they were afraid of the Ark. They said, fuck it. We got nothing to lose. Let's bum rush. And like they captured the fucking Ark. Yeah. You know what happened? All right. They were standing around. Yep. They were like strategizing. Like, all right, we've got the Ark. Blah, blah, blah. And then one guy was like, Leroy Jenkins. And he grabbed the ark and just like charged. Holy and they were all like, what the fuck? But it worked this time. It didn't yeah. work with Leroy. That's fucking fantastic. So do you think the problem was Eli's incompetent idiot sons brought the ark like in a crate or something and like forgot to uncrate it? Like, we'll set the timer on the nuke. Like, like the bomb never went off. Honestly, I'm not blaming any human on this. It's obviously they were being meat puppets for Yahweh's wishes. Yo, it would be great if Yahweh had his, like was face palming right now and go, <laughs> guys, guys, you got to open the lid. How many fucking times I got to fucking tell you? <laughs> it's like you don't take like the lens off the camera, like the, right. the lens cover off the camera. <laughs> Idiots. Or like you're looking through binoculars the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Nah, these guys are incompetent, man. Why don't, you, why don't you bring us to the next one, man? Hey, uh, what do you think is going to happen? It's called the death of Eli. Uh, maybe Eli dies. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. His sons are dead. All right. Death of Eli. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 12. <laughs> For those at home reading along. Yeah. You think there's people reading along? 
you know, let us if you're if you're reading along, let us know. Yeah, that's a good. That's, that's, that's a fair. Know. That's a fair ask for feedback. Let us know. A man of Benjamin ran from the battle line and came to Shiloh the same day with his clothes torn and with earth upon his head. When he arrived, Eli was sitting upon his seat by the road watching, for his heart trembled for the ark of God. When the man came into the city and told the news, all the city cried out. When Eli heard the sound of the outcry, he said, What is this uproar? Then the man came quickly and told Eli. Now Eli was 98 years old, and his eyes were set, so that he could not see. The man said to Eli, I have just come from the battle. I fled from the battle today. He said, How did it go, my son? <laughs> is Eli fucking stupid? What do he's, you mean blowing, he's blowing them dumb this now. This guy's like, I just ran from the battle, you fucking... Oh, you know what? He can't see how disheveled he looks with the dirt on his head and everything, so... But he just said, I have just come from the battle. I fled from the battle. Well, maybe he's just soft, man. He's just like <laughs> panicky. All right. The messenger replied, Israel has fled before the Philistines, and there has also been a great slaughter among the troops. Your two sons also... Hophni and Phinehas are dead, and the Ark of God has been captured. When he mentioned the Ark of God, Eli fell over backward from his seat by the side of the gate, and his neck was broken. (laughs) (laughs) And he died, for he was an old man and heavy. Judged Israel for forty years. That is awesome. That that is great. That is great. All right, hold on. This might be my favorite. Story. I'm gonna read this again. When he mentioned <laughs> when he mentioned the Ark of God, Eli fell over backward from his seat by the side of the gate, and his neck was broken, and he died, for he was an old man and heavy. He had judged Israel 40 years. So that guy was a judge? I guess. Maybe they said that before. I don't know. But what I find funny is like when the messenger's like, yo, man, Hophni and Phineas, they're dead. He's like, yeah, yeah, go on. What's what's next? What the ark? (laughs) (laughs) And he was 98. That reminds me of a story about an old man turned 98, won the lottery, and died the next day. Is that Isn't true? it ironic? No, it's an Alanis Morissette. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's ironic about that? I don't know. Nothing about that song is ironic, but... Oh, God. So this, uh, we breathed all this in? So the, the ark has been lost. This has been a bad day for Israel. And Eli has died. You know what? Eli was going to die either way, because when he, if he was judging, and I did like like you, I didn't realize he was a judge right now, how do you come back to your, like, your fucking your people and go... I've been judging you, and by the way, lost the ark. <laughs> they were going to murder his ass. So it's best he died. Here's irony. Irony is Eli bestowing Samuel into Hannah. Right? Hannah was like the 12-year-old that couldn't get pregnant. And she was like, oh, she prayed to Eli. And then fucking through Eli, like, you know, she got pregnant. Had Samuel, right? And then what happened was, here's the irony. Samuel was so fucking pious, because remember Hannah fucking promised Samuel to God. Right, right, yeah. Right? So he was totally pious, and Yahweh was like, 
so used to the job that Eli was doing, he thought that was okay. Mm. And then he saw Samuel, and then he looked over at Eli, and then he looked back at Samuel, and then he looked back at Eli, <laughs> and was like, this motherfucker's been fucking me for 40 years now. He ain't been, He hasn't been doing the job. And so Samuel who was there only because of Eli winds up being the destruction of Eli. Nice. That's an irony. That was that that was a great take on it. Yeah. You know what I thought about like when you were saying that though? No. I was thinking <laughs> something of something else. Yahweh was Joe Pesci in Goodfellas yeah. when the bill comes and he doesn't want to pay the bill and like he's like, "Oh, he's a deadbeat." And he, he like cracks the <laughs> bottle over the fucking guys. Like and Henry Hill was like, "You're going to embarrass me in front of my friends by asking me to pay for dinner." Yeah. I'm sorry. So that was that was Samuel and he turns to Eli like you should be doing this shit too. You remember, like Joe Pesci turns to radio yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. like, "You got to be doing this shit too." Like Samuel was leading by example, is what <laughs> right. I'm saying. That was really, yeah, yeah. yeah, you get it. You're on a roll with your fucking yeah. analogies yeah, today, yeah, Scott. Yeah, my 1980s. That was 1990, <laughs> actually. All right. Now his daughter-in-law, the wife of Phinehas, was pregnant, about to give birth. When she heard the news that the Ark you of think God it was, was like, kept- she went into labor early because like her husband just died. She just got the news. Like, this book just glosses over, like, oh, all, like, what a coincidence. She went into labor on the day that, like, the ark was stolen and her fucking husband, you know, was killed. Well, you and know what? her fucking father-in-law died. That would have, that would have to, to put that in print at that time, we'd have to admit that things that go on around you affect you psychologically and emotionally, and they can affect you physically, and we're, we're not even there in 2023. We don't admit there's a correlation between, like, stimulus and psychology, psych, yeah, you know, all that shit. Yeah, all, all that, that shit. shit. All Tough that guy. shit, Scott. You're on a roll. <laughs> when she heard the news that the Ark of God was captured and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed and gave birth for there her labor go. pains overwhelmed us. There you go. So all right, like all right. We discussed I it. jumped the guy. I came in and hot. answered. Asked and answered. I came in honor. hot. And and it's a lesson learned. No, no, it's not. It's I'll not never fun. come in hot again. <laughs> Why? I just taking my pool and going home. As she was about to die, the women attending her said to her, "Do not be afraid, for you have born a son." That makes every that makes death okay as long as your female as produced a male. Now you're it's worth okay something. for you to die. Yeah. yeah, you can die. Yeah, but she did not answer or give heed. She named the child Ichabod, meaning the glory has departed from Israel. There's a, a word for name. that. What a terrible name, too. What a oh my the god! The glory has departed from Israel because the Ark of God had been captured, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. That's a lot to put on, like a child. Yeah, she said, "The glory has departed from Israel, for the Ark of God has been captured." They repeated that line like what three times now? This mom is borderline. Wow. Yeah. So, um, did she die? I don't know. I kind of hope keep so. Going and find out. I kind of hope so. Well, you want to keep going and find out? Let's yeah, keep yeah, going and find yeah. out. You keep going and find out. 1 Samuel 5. The Philistines in the ark. Oh, I can't imagine what these fuckers are doing <laughs> with the like, ark. Just humping it. They're and humping like, it. Yeah. They're pouring <laughs> champagne on it. They're, fucking, yeah. they're doing it's all crazy like, shit with it. Graffiti. Yeah, it's, it's totally like the Stanley Cup, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're taking it to like Philistine temples. Uh, they're tossing it from boat to boat. Like, hey, check out the ark. Human sacrifices on it. Oh, you got to. You got to. People right. getting humped on this thing. It's pretty bad. Yeah. All right. Maybe not. Maybe we came in <laughs> hot again. 
When the Philistines captured the Ark of God, they brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Then the Philistines took the Ark of God and brought it into the house of Dagon and placed it beside Dagon. Dagon. Is that like Drago? Remember like from uh, the first season of uh, Game of Thrones? Just like some fucking barbarian. Like they brought it to him. He's like in his tent. Is that the one that, uh, what's her name got, got with? That he raped her like when they got married? Khaleesi. Right, Khaleesi. Yeah. Yes. Is that his name? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, when the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, there was Dagon fallen on his face to the ground before the Ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and put him back in his place. <laughs> but when they rose early on the next morning, Dagon had fallen on his face to the ground before the Ark of the Lord. And the head of Dagon and both his hands were lying cut off upon the threshold. Only the trunk of Dagon was left to him. This is why the priests of Dagon and all who enter the house of Dagon do not step on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. Yeah, that's why. What the fuck right. just happened to this drunk they kept putting back on his bar stool? So, first of all, they weekend that Bernie'd him. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it was obvious that, like, he died, right? So, like, he went to the Ark. He was fucking around or whatever. And, like, he found out. And they found him. And for some reason, like, what? They didn't realize he was dead? That is fantastic. Dude, I didn't think of that. I so thought he Yahweh, was down on his face. Like Yahweh like in- had to make it clear. Yo, idiots. This guy is dead. So when fucking, you know, they brought him back, you know, like... Okay, was Dagon alive when they brought the... Like, why'd they bring it to his house and leave it next to him? That's what I'm saying. They bur- they weekend that Bernie. But who was he that they... Like, let's put hey, let's bring the Ark to Dagon's house. This will be hysterical. I don't know. He seems very important because the Ark was brought to him. Oh, see, I took it when he was face down that mm-hmm. he was like... Like in like complete, like what do you call it? Like bowing down to the ark. That's how I got it. But now, no, yeah, because totally it says, dead. when the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, <laughs> this is in verse three, there was Dagon fallen on his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. When I read it the first time, hmm? fallen, I read as its own standalone thing, not fallen on his face. Gotcha. Okay. Fallen on his face, you know, like dead. Face down. Face down and dead is how I write it. This is why. Didn't you say the Phil like say calling someone a Philistine is like calling them dumb? Like they're, they're stupid yes. people. This is why. Maybe. Like the dude, dude, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so God had to cut his arms and head off before these people would so he went from like I went from stiff necks to these idiots. Right. This is worse. He thought he could be subtle about it. <laughs> They'll find the guy dead in front of the yard. They'll figure it out. Oh, man. Nope. All right. Um, Wait, do you think Dagon was like that rat? Like in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when, the, when it was in the hull of the ship? Uh, in the in the ship? When, they, when Jones what? created... <laughs> Wait, Raiders the was rat. Like, Jones created up the, the Ark. And yes. It was on that ship. Yes. Right? Yes. And... The the uh, the Nazi symbols burned off it in the middle of the night. Yep, and like a rat went near it, and uh-huh. then the rat convulsed and died. Oh, I don't remember this. Yeah, the okay. whole, like the rat died. So okay. the, the Dagon was like the rat in the in the hold of that ship. Wow, Scott, these yeah. are some prime analogies. You know what? It's my fault that I'm not understanding them. No, that's fine. That's fine. 
Keep going, man. This is this beyond Dennis Miller level like analogy. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't dislike Dennis Miller, mm-hmm. but sometimes I think he gets extra wordy just for wordy's sake. Yeah, like he could be just as funny with a few less words. All right, Dennis Miller. That's and by all the I'm way, saying. Uh, we're talking about old Dennis Miller, like Dennis Miller from like twenty years ago, oh, not like so modern day Dennis Miller. You is don't it? know about Dennis Miller modern day? No, not at all. Really? I haven't seen him in like twenty years. I don't think he's become like post nine eleven. He's become like a crazy right wing, like, like right wing, like right wing, right wing. Yeah. Uh, I ate with him. I ate at a diner and he was like right next to me at the counter in Santa Barbara. Yo, speaking of you and your celebrity signings, me and Rusty many years ago were out in like the Hamptons and we went to, we stopped in like some, uh, some Mexican place that had outdoor seating and Rusty looks over. It was a, it was a food truck. It, it was, was a Mexican food truck. truck. No, it was not a food truck. I it was a place. 100% was, a food yo, I'll, truck. I'll, I'll, I'll drop the names. It was La Fondita. It was a pull It was a pull off off the road, and they had like some wood chairs like set right, up. Right, They had. It was a food place. truck. It was not a truck, man. I'm telling you, man. I know the place, man. Right. So Rusty looks over. He goes, look at this John Leguizamo looking motherfucker over here. And then when I went to throw my garbage out, I came back. I was like, yo, that John Leguizamo looking motherfucker is John Leguizamo. <laughs> so it's just uh, pretty funny. That's a, that's yeah, hilarious, I Scott. I don't know. I thought it was that's funny. Hilarious. Scott had a one-up me in the celebrity sightings. He's like, oh, no, yeah, was, you saw that Dennis was together. Miller? That was together. All we were right, together you're, when you're, it happened. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I know. That's be, me. I came in I know. Because I, you're Jewish. You're always persecuted. <laughs> like you always thought you, you, know, you thought I was persecuting you. I get it. I mean, you might, be, you might not be wrong, Scott. <laughs> you might not be wrong. Oh, since we're on a tangent here. When I flew out back from uh, Florida the other day, uh, went to and from, I loaded up my phone with the. F- I watched the entire first season of It's Always Sunny. I started from the beginning again, mm-hmm. and it was it was funny. There's still some bad acting in the beginning, but it's it's funny material. I think it's not bad acting. I think once you get into it, you're gonna see. By the way, I watched an episode. Fucking yo, I I. It's great that you bring this up. I'll tell you why. Last night I watched three episodes back to back of Sunny. Right, and one of them I watched, and I was like, yo. If Scott watched this episode, he would totally fucking get Sonny because all the references in it and just the whole episode and what goes on, this is the one he should watch to like see what the show eventually becomes, you know? I was like, but it doesn't matter because he hasn't watched enough of it because I only thought you, yo, watch season 10, the first episode. Dude, I gotta watch season two, the first episode. It's just that one episode. It's called... um, the gang like beats Wade Boggs or something <laughs> where they're on a fucking cross country flight from Philadelphia to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They come on the plane like pounding beers back and, in the and day. They got like fucking Mark likes marks on their fucking shirts. And basically the contest is trying to beat this fucking folktale about Wade Boggs who apparently on a flight from like Seattle to Boston drank like 50 beers what? and then went three for five the next day. Wow. And some people say it was like 60 beers and some people say it was like 70 beers. So this episode is them on this plane trying to break like Wade Boggs record, right? But again, they're they're the best when they're in the wild mm. and it's like people around them because everyone around them is like totally normal. 
but they're complete fucking degenerates. Right, and it's right. like how like they interact with everyone and how these people <laughs> view them and how like they have like this complete distorted perception of how they think they're viewed by them, you know? The only episode I flat out did not like, I don't know if you remember, it was like- I remember like, every episode. Was the episode when they were getting all the, like the underage kids drunk and they were going to parties and shit? Yeah. It was cringy. Underage drinking, a national yeah, like- It was cringy, whatever. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the hand of the Lord was heavy upon the people of Ashdod, and he terrified and struck them with tumors, both in Ashdod and in its territory. And when the inhabitants of Ashdod saw how things were, they said, The ark of the God of Israel must not remain with us, for his hand is heavy on us and on our God Dagon. Oh, Whoa, shit. What? I didn't say what? Dagon's a god? Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of god walks yeah. among his people? Yeah, a smart god, man. You think? And somebody like, one that really wants to be praised. Not on faith. Because he's like, here I am. Like, Yahweh plays this fucking act. Here I am. Yeah. So they, you <laughs> like a... <laughs> so they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, What shall we do with the ark of the god of Israel? The inhabitants of Gath replied, Let the ark of God be moved on to us. So they moved the ark of the God of Israel to Gath. But after they had brought it to Gath, the hand of the Lord was against the city, causing a very great panic. He struck the inhabitants of the city, both young and old, so that the tumors broke out on them. Gross. Yeah. So they sent the Ark of the Government of Israel to Ekron. Well, you think they're like funny tumors, like in funny places? No, I'm gonna. I, I got a theory already, man. But when the God of the when the Ark of God came to Ekron, the people of Ekron cried out, "Why have they brought us, brought around to us the Ark of the God of Israel to kill us and our people?" I mean, this is obviously toxic waste, right? Exactly. It's like toxic it's waste that's being like right. It's like when Data showed up to that village yeah. with the fucking yeah. suitcase, and he had lost his memory. He didn't know yeah. what he was. Yeah, we know, man. We know. Do you know, man? Yeah, we, you know, but we, like the audience doesn't know. No, we mentioned this on a previous episode, man. Nah, the audience doesn't it's remember. Of, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. They sent therefore and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, send away the ark of the God of Israel and let it return to its own place that it may not kill us and our people. For there was a deathly panic throughout the whole city. The hand of God was very heavy there. Those who did not die were stricken with tumors, and the cry of the city went up to heaven. Now, every time God was pissed at somebody and wanted to convince somebody of something, he'd send a locust. Then when that didn't work, he'd send a fucking frog. And when that didn't work... Like he's, he's a kept, mobster, he, man. Yeah, he's he, a fucking mobster. He would keep sending fucking messages yeah. until they fucking got it. He's a piece of shit. This... The fucking arc is obviously every th- pain, every problem is tumors. It's fucking radiation because it's outside of the tabernacle. I don't know they're still calling it a tabernacle. Wherever they store it, yeah. it's fucking holy and sanitary. This is fu- this is why this story is true, Russ. The story in the the Bible is an interpretation of actual events, man. Because it all leads back to radiation. So it's very possible. That you're right and I'm wrong. Very possible. In terms of Yahweh and the Israelites. Would you like me to elaborate yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would you like to just move on? <laughs> <I> stare <laughs> <at> you, like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anytime you say I'm right, I want you to elaborate uh, okay. a lot. <laughs> All right. I'm going to validate you. Yes. You have always been on the side of Yahweh. Uh, and I've always tried to point out to you 
how you're always taking his side. But he might not be a morally corrupt being. Uh. Humans just might be that low to him that like he doesn't even comprehend the pain and suffering that he's causing by his actions. He just looks at us as like, you know, trained like sea monkeys or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not that he's like a piece of garbage. He thinks we're ants. I'm not I'm not making like a definitive statement. I'm just saying it's quite possible that he's just so superior to like humanity, you know, that we are like basically insignificant to him. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Dagon for a second. Was this dude a mortal, like just pretending to be God, or did, what did he have godlike abilities? That was like, a twist. That was that was totally fucking crazy. That was a twist. I gotta tell you, he ain't no match for Yahweh though. Yeah. Yahweh just snuffed his ass. I up. mean, he barely like he did nothing, right? There wasn't even a battle. He just <laughs> he just died like off screen. <laughs> did they walk in with this box and they go, I was like, yeah, just leave it right here. I'll check it later. And then <laughs> dead. Like, how did this work? God set up um, some like lasers or something. I don't know. I want, to, I want to know more about Dagon, man. All right, so now the, the cry of the city went up to heaven. Who's listening? Yahweh? Yahweh ain't going to fucking listen, right? We got time for another chapter, man? Like, I'm, I'm very fucking interested, man. Yeah, we got time. And I'm very rarely interested. <laughs> I'm interested now. All right, 1 Samuel 6. Yeah, go for it, man. The ark returned to Israel. <laughs> yeah, we don't want this shit. <laughs> So you think this is like, this is the conclusion of the trilogy? What trilogy? The trilogy that we're reading right now. Like Samuel was like born, he rose to power, you know what I mean? That closed off like the first story. Then the second story was like the Philistines, they fucking come in and they like fuck shit up and they steal the fucking ark. And now like this is like hold the up. third movie. You see how you revisionist history? They didn't steal nothing. They were warring, and these dudes brought it out to the battlefield. Spoils of war. Spoils You're of right. War. You're yeah, right. They didn't steal nothing. You know what, Scott? Yeah. I mean, it's twisted. about time someone <laughs> keeps the Israelites in check. Really? They've just been like untethered their entire yeah. existence, yeah, like doing stories. whatever they want. It's time someone polices them. You know what? Maybe we should just round them all up, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Put them on trains. I was going to say, what was the last time that before priests got barcoded? Who was the last people to get barcoded? Yeah. Right. Didn't they, did they barcode people? Yeah. I'm going to barcode you. Yeah. I just like the word bar in there. I don't care what you do after that. <laughs> it's, amazing. Thought, it's amazing you couldn't make anyone laugh at an airport, Scott. <laughs> Fuck that, you know, you need, you need like a little crate you could stand on next time. Oh, yeah. Be like, attention, everyone. Yo, you know what we should do for a promo? <laughs> we should build like a replica of the Ark. Like from like, we're using the Raiders of the Lost Ark as a model, right? And like me and you should walk around with it like on the, with the sticks. And like on the side, it'd be like libelthebible.com. Like and we'll just fucking walk. We won't talk to nobody. We'll just walk. Or <laughs> we should do what Kramer did in Seinfeld when he decided to open up a rickshaw fucking business. But he wasn't going to rickshaw people around, so he just strapped it to, like, a homeless man. <laughs> Let's just strap that shit on to, like, homeless people. They're all over. That's not bad. That's not a bad idea. All right. 1 Samuel 6, 1. The <laughs> Ark returned to Israel. The Ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. 
Then the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners and said, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us what we should send with it to its place. What we should send with it to its place. Tell us what we should send with it to its place. Like what else should go along okay. with the ark? Yes. Should we like, <laughs> like, apologize? Like, like, here's flowers. Your back, yeah. Here's some flowers and some chocolates. <laughs> Sorry, no. <Yeah. laughs> they said... If you send away the ark of the God of Israel, do not send it empty, but by all means return it with a guilt offering. Then you will be healed and forgiven. Will not his hand then turn from you? And they said, What is the guilt offering that we shall send to him? They answered, Five gold tumors and five gold mice, according to the number of the lords of the Philistines. For the same plague was upon all of you and upon your lords. I'm sorry. Oh, no, they explain it. No, they're going to explain it. I just skipped ahead the next sentence. All right. Um, so what is the meaning of the word tumors in this context? You, you're you're going to you just read the next sentence, man. It's going to okay. explain it. So I'm going to start from there again. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to five gold tumors. Five gold tumors and five gold mice. Five gold <laughs> rings. Four turtle doves, three French hens, two I think two turtle doves. Yeah. Hey, whatever, whatever, and whatever, whatever. a partridge in yeah. a pear tree. Nice base, man. Five gold tumors and five gold mice, according to the number of the lords of the Philistine, Philistines, for the same plague was upon all of you and upon your lords. So you must make images of your tumors and images of your mice that ravage the land and give glory to the God of Israel. Perhaps he will lighten his hand on you and your gods and your land. Explain. So they're going to take fucking <coughs> molten gold. Well, they don't do that. They're going to take something. They're going to put it on their tumors. They're going to make casts of the tumors. Then they're going to melt gold, make freaking golden tumors and fucking mice. And I, they think this is, like, this is a good thing. <laughs> oh, right. This is what I always wanted, Philistines. The fuck is this crap? <laughs> Nasty. They are nasty. idiots. They're the worst fucking gift givers, man. No, you're right. They're idiots. No wonder they're known as idiots. <laughs> I picture like some cartoon. I don't want to say cross-eyed. I don't want to. There's like some goofy looking guy like making these, like, coming up with these ideas and a bunch of goofy looking people that look like him agreeing with these ideas. <sighs> yeah. All right. You're at, you're at uh, verse six, man. Why should you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts? After he had made fools of them, did they not let the people go and they departed? Now then, get ready a new cart and two milk cows that have never borne a yoke and yoke the cows to the cart, but take their calves home away from them. Take the ark of the Lord and place it on the cart and put in a box at its side the figures of gold that you are sending to him as a guilt offering. Yeah, because you know what? Gold and cows always are fucking like great in the eyes of Yahweh. Okay. It's like That's all true. his triggers, gold and fucking cows. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Philistines are dumb. And by the way, it's the Ark, which carries the Ten Commandments. And this is the second set of the Ten Commandments because the first set of the Ten Commandments was broken when Moses came down right, and he right. saw the golden calf that Aaron had built. Right, right, yeah. So now they're about to send, as a peace offering, 
like a cart pulled by cows they don't know with that. gold and fucking the Ark of the Covenant containing the Ten Commandments. They, they don't know that part of the history, so it's not that Because they're Philistines. So, so I'm sorry. Did we ask, did I ask this before? Did the Philistines exist in modern modernity? Modernity. Uh, uh, no. All right. So we can make fun of them like freely without like anybody going fucking nuts, right? Yes. All right. Cool. But Dumbass Philistines. I like that you asked me that, and that yeah. we had I had the chance to answer because the next time this comes up about something, and you're gonna ask me, and they do exist in modernity, I'm gonna say no, they don't exist. And I'm going to watch you fucking oh, go off on them. Fuck, man. I'm going to get skewered on the social medias. <laughs> fuck. You're a bastard, man. Yeah, man. That's how I roll. Especially yeah. our Ethiopian fucking listeners. What, what's, a, what's a milk cow? Because it's spelled milch. M-I-L-C-H. Milch, yeah. I don't know. All right. Maybe it's just a translation error. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you fast forward that? A cow or other domestic mammal giving or kept for milk. So it's a milk cow. So it's milk the way I milch. read it. All right. Okay, fine. Did we mention milk before? I'm pretty sure it was spelled M-I-L-K in previous fucking things we've read. MLK? Yeah. MLK Jr.? Damn right. Shout out to MLK. Yeah, you know you know, you know who that is, right, I Arizona? I have a dream. You know, you know who that is, right, oh, Arizona? Oh, shit. <laughs> Going all public enemy yeah, on them. Fuck them. By the time I get to Arizona. Unless you're listening and you're from Arizona, then I'm just playing. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just joshing with you. Come on. We're at patreon.com slash libel the Bible <laughs> to cancel your membership. <laughs> All right. First night, man. And watch if it goes up on the way to its own land to Beth Shemesh, then it is he who has done us this great harm. But if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that struck us. It happened to us by chance. Oh, Okay. Yo, so if you're going to take fucking Eastern Parkway through Crown Heights and your fucking car gets jacked up, that shit's on you. But if you go like this way, is that like what they're saying? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly what you meant like that. No, what they're saying is, all right, if, every, if it goes fine, then it was the Lord's hand that struck us. If it didn't, it happened to us by chance. So they're not even sure now if the... The ark is the cause of this, and Yahweh was the cause of their tumors? I think that he's saying, if you take this particular road and something happens, that's because of Yahweh. Oh, they're saying send it off and let it go its way. Right. So it's it's driverless. They're letting the cows lead the way. Okay. So if the cows go one way to its own land, then it is he who has done us this great harm. But if not, if it goes a different way, it was just like, first of all, why is this the barometer? I got to tell you, this is making a lot of sense to me now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, so this is a fucking toxic piece of fucking metal or whatever the fuck it is. And they're like, we got to get it out of town. We got to take it far away out of town. But whoever's going to take this thing and drive it out of town is going to die. So instead, they just attached it to like two cows and like, shoot, take off. And and if it goes left, it must have been God that fucked Heck us up. Yeah. If it goes right, oh, it was just a coincidence. Eh. Weird. All right. So verse 10, the men did so. They took two milch cows. I'll say milk cows. And yoked them. And yoked them to the cart. Threw them? Shut up their Does it yoke meet the throw? And shut up their calves at home. Wait, wait. So what? Were the calves like, Neh. No, that's Moo. Shut up. Leave my father. Where's dad going? Dad, shut up, you fucking calf. 
Yeah, so they they fucking silenced the calves. It's like Silence of the Lambs. That's uh, like the si- sequel. That <laughs> yeah, should have been the sequel. Silence, of, <laughs> silence the of the Calves. They put the Ark of the Lord. Oh, now it's the Lord with a capital L. Now they're showing respect. They put the Ark of the Lord on the cart and the box with the gold mice and the images of their tumors. That's gross. What does that mean, an image of their tumors? They fucking like, did a cast a of like, mold, their fucking like, mold. Yeah. They're totally right. gross, man. Right. The cows went straight in the direction of Beth Shemesh along one highway. Lowing as they went, they turned neither to the right nor to the left, and the lords of the Philistines went after them as far as the border of Beth Shemesh. All right, so they're going, they're going straight to wherever the fuck they're going, man. By the way, lowing is just like a noise that cows make, like a low, like, I don't know. Thank you. Kind of like a moo, but not a full moo. Yeah, I hate when, like, you know, like, like if you ever put the subtitles on and there's a scene with a horse in it, mm-hmm. like horse braying. Horse ploppity ploppering. Horse like apparently like the seventeen names for sounds horses make instead of just like horse sounds. Right. <laughs> like come on. Yeah. Well, you wanna give be specific. Off- yes. Right to deaf people who've never heard any horse sounds. You're gonna be very specific. Not about all the horse deaf sounds. people. Some deaf people did hear sounds. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. now they don't. I'm sorry. That if that was if that if was if you're li- um, out there listening right now and you're deaf, <laughs> Scott's very sorry. <laughs> I'm not supposed to laugh at that Scott, joke, bro. You, you just inadvertently made the same joke. It's the one fucking group of people we can make fun of, and they won't hear about it because they can't hear. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're the perfect target. All right, let's, yeah, all right. Yeah, you know what? Who does that? Bullies. They target the fucking weak and the defenseless, and and they don't even know they're being made Scott. fun of, man. If a tree falls in the forest, then a deaf person can't hear it fall. Did it really fall? Good point. Exactly. Now, the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley. (laughs) When they looked up and saw the ark, they went with rejoicing to meet it. The cart came into the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh and stopped there. A large stone was there, so they split up the wood of the cart and offered the cows as a burnt offering (laughs) to the Lord. Thanks for bringing this, cows. Oh, God, these Philistines. The Levites... Took down the Ark of the Lord Scott, and the bu- did these, I did I fuck something up here? Yeah, they're not Philistines. The cart made its way into Beth Shemesh, which oh, is oh okay. I thought these were just like random guys and they no. Outskirts. That's why they're all they're happy to see like the fucking. I ark. thought these were Philistines, like dumb Philistines. <laughs> they're like, hey, the Ark's ours yeah. now! Yay, kill the cows! <laughs> all right, all right. Now I get it. Uh, it's not as funny though. <laughs> the <Delete>. Scott. <laughs> what? The so, Bible's not all fun and games. You're right. You're absolutely right. The Levites took down the Ark of the Lord and the box beside it, in which were the gold objects, and set them on the large stone. Then the people of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and presented sacrifices on that day to the Lord. When the five lords of the Philistines saw it, they returned that day to Ekron. Okay. The reason they saw it was because if you remember previously, the lords were following it from a distance to see where it went. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think the Levi saw these creepy guys like going from tree <laughs> to tree? Like, uh, yeah, it's the Philistines. <laughs> yeah, look at these guys. These are the gold tumors that the Philistines returned as a guilt offering to the Lord. One for Ashdod, one for Gaza, one for Ashkelon, one for Gath, one for Ekron. 
Also the gold mice, according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both fortified cities and unwalled villages, the great stone besides which they lay, they set down the Ark of the Lord is a witness to this day in the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh. Again, the stone witnesses. Are these like moldings of like their tumors? You are really like stuck on that, huh? Is that like a picture so it's like they're like letting the Israelites know, yo, man, look at what the fuck happened to us. Like, or is it like you shouldn't punish us because we've already been punished. Oh, okay. Here's like how we've been punished, man. Please, like, that's why they're sending it as a peace offering, you know, right. peace. Like, here's evidence okay. that we've paid a price for this. Gotcha. No need for any further Yeah, we got it, man. Yeah. We don't yeah. need a lesson. Lesson taught. Yeah. We fucked around and we found out. Yeah, you know what? And the truth of the matter is, though, the Israelites attacked them, not the other way around. But because you're on the losing side, you don't want them to come what again. What are you talking about? The Philistines attacked first. Remember, they, they lined didn't. up aggressively. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm, fucking uh, revision in history. <laughs> is that true? Scumbag. I'll let you finish out the fucking chapter, man. Oh, yeah, really? Because uh. you read the headline. You couldn't pronounce that name. Oh. <laughs> you're right, but I didn't. But you're right. All right. The Ark at Kiriath Jerem. The descendants of Jeconiah did not rejoice with the people of Beth Shemesh when they greeted the Ark of the Lord, and he killed 70 men of them. Okay. Weird. That's, that's a weird beginning. Right. Um, the people mourned because the Lord had made a great slaughter among the people. Then the people of Beth Shemesh said, who is able to stand before the Lord, this holy God? To whom shall he go so that we may be rid of him? So they sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kiriath-Jerim, saying, The Philistines have returned the ark of the Lord. Come down and take it up to you. Right. I was confused by that. I was confused by a lot of this here. First of all, the descendants of Jeconiah did not rejoice. That's a name I've never heard before. He's not a, like a leading member of the 12 tribes. No. Why are you surprised? They're constantly like throwing out like names. But, but yeah, but they said this, the descendants of Jeconiah, which means like we, we feel oh, like we, we should have heard right, of them the before. You know of what I mean? Yeah. All right. And yeah, but still, I, I feel like they still throw out like dad's names, but like you're really reading about like the son. Yeah. And he killed 70 men of them. Like who, who killed 70 men of who? I'm not really sure. The Lord. So they didn't like, they weren't happy that oh. the ark showed up. So fucking Yahweh killed 70 of their fucking house. Gotcha. Okay, all right. I didn't get that at all. Okay. But then it seems like the people, like that turned the people against like Yahweh. Or they're like scared of him. Oh, right. Okay. So in the one instance, they're like rejoicing. But then it seems like after Yahweh killed these 70 people, they were all like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck, Yahweh? Stop being a dick. Who's acting like a dick? Because look at what they say. So in verse 20, then the people of Beth Shemesh said, who is able to stand before the Lord, this holy God, to whom shall he go so that we may be rid of him? Whoa, are they talking like rebellion here? Like they want to get rid of him. Like who can stand up to this guy, right? Like is that, what, is that what's being said? Maybe. I wish we had some biblical scholars here right now actually like to... That read it for the last 3,000 years, 4 billion times, and fucking interpreted it in a way that we can understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, it's been a pretty good uh, 
you know, book so far, Samuel. I'm I, 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 I like this. This this is a fun. This is a fun three chapters. I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that. I think some of the Israelites were like happy to be done with that. Like the, the sense of Jeconiah, like hoping like this is done. You know what? They're somebody else's fucking problem now. Let them be the chosen people, because God exacts a fucking heavy price to be your his to be your God. They're like, oh yeah, okay. Oh damn, the ark's gone. Too bad. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. It seems like they were rejoicing at the end, though. You know, yeah. Like maybe some of them were like a load off. Like probably the Levites. We're like, thank God we don't have to, like, follow this bullshit anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and this thing is definitely... Listen, man, let's get back. For real. It's radioactive, man. This is some shit right here, man. There's been... The first stories of, like, that we, we said it's radioactive took place hundreds of, what, thousands of years before this, right? Like, we, like it's just, it comes back to the same shit, man. Radiation, man. So, here's another question, though. In all seriousness... Do you think that an advanced alien civilization is using radiation to like, as what? Like for what? I they haven't figured out fission. I think an advanced. We're like we're on the cusp of fission. I think, I think it was just dumped here as like fucking waste, man. They didn't realize what they were like. We were ants, man. They were flying by. Yo, you know what this the ark is. It's like the shit when fucking planes are over the Pacific and they dump out the toilets. Like <laughs> it's fucking the piss this and is shit. piss and shit. Yeah. Fucking they didn't know it was gonna land in the fucking civilization. And semen. Uh, Let's not pretend <laughs> semen ain't in there. <laughs> All right. I don't know what you do in the bathroom in the airport in the Don't worry about it. Ugh. You ever flush one of those toilets? I gotta tell you, man, I that's I, got some suction on it. I don't think I've been in a airplane toilet in about eight, ten years. I've been like very good about like I'll camp out in the you airport have a phobia? bathroom. No, it's just gross. So I don't want to fucking do it. It's not gross, isn't it? No, no, it's cramped. It's cramped. Not yeah, so much it's gross. tight. It's, it's claustrophobic. And you know what? Like I want to chill out. And in you're bathroom. like all alone. You know, yeah, so you like if something happens, like you're alone, like in that bathroom. You know what I mean? Like what do you mean? Like something happens? Like to the plane, man. Oh. Like okay. <laughs> like if all of a sudden you start falling from the sky, you're in the bathroom. By yourself, as opposed to like in in a seat with a loved one and like <laughs> other humans. Okay. You don't think that matters? I think I think it could matter. If you're man. plummeting to the fucking ocean, dude, it took me a long time to like get over my fear of like being in a. In a, a con- I was gonna mention that earlier. And like fucking like you're not helping me, man. You're like making me go backwards. Just nah, stay out of the bathroom. Nah. I stay out of the bathroom. It's crap. You know what it is? I like to take my time in the bathroom. If I'm gonna go use the bathroom, I want it to be my time. But I know. With my knees hitting the door because they're fucking so small now. And I know there's like three people waiting outside, waiting for me to like, like finish my business. And man, what if I got to stink the place up? I don't want that. I don't want that, man. So I try and take care of that shit before. You know what, Scott? I'm going to say this. Um, Jim Brown died this week. And one of the great things about Jim Brown's athletic legacy was that he left in his prime. He didn't stick around... And allow himself to fade away and have people see him as less than what he was when he was great. He was great always. And what I'm going to say is, after that little airplane story, <laughs> let's stop this podcast because I think it was a great episode, Scott. And let's leave it great. Fine. You can edit it out, man. Fuck off, everyone. Bye.